What is up, everybody? Welcome into Tide Talk Live, a special live edition of the show. Stacy Blackwood, joined as always by my good buddy Jake Thomas to talk some Crimson Tide football, recruiting, basketball, you name it, whatever you got going on in the chat, we'll discuss it as well. Jake, how you doing on this Monday night? Man, I'm doing great, Stacy. Uh, you know, just uh, trying to not get you know knocked over by the wind right now. It's a little little windy here in Alabama. It's it's crazy. No doubt about it. The mm-hmm. wind is going wild at here in North Alabama. Uh, roll Tide, Richard. Good to have you in on the roll show. Tide. If you're watching right now, please give us a Roll Tide and let us know where you're watching from. We'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Uh, but if you know if you're new to the show, please do subscribe to the channel here on YouTube. We're also free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, just wherever you find podcasts, you can find Tide Talk Live. And if you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star written review. That helps us out tremendously. And if you do that, guys, we will read your review here live on the show. So we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, If you happen to be watching the recorded version of this on YouTube, please jump in the comments and give us your thoughts as well. Uh, We're going to be talking about a handful of things here on our live show of course, we'll interact with you in the chat, but uh, we're going to be talking about some of the surprise portal entries from the Crimson Tide. We're going to be talking about the incredible uh, defensive back signing class that Alabama's got here in 2024, uh, and then we'll touch on some Bama hoops when we wrap the show up. So uh, they're just now getting into SEC play, so excited about that. Uh, Roll Tide, Trina, watching from 3,000 mm-hmm. miles away where it is negative 8 degrees Fahrenheit. Bless your heart. Yeah, you can keep that up there. <laughs> that is crazy. Oof. Go Tide, Trina. Thanks for yeah, being on. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Thank you for being on. Jake, I guess we're starting with the transfer portal, and, and we want to hear from you guys as well. When you look at who entered the portal from Alabama, was there anybody that just surprised you the most or shocked you the most? Well, we had one today that kind of shocked me. That was, uh, you know, uh, Kendra Blackshire. You know, I really thought that, you know, his time in Alabama, he's played a fairly good bit and has been a great role player. And I mean, he had a chance to to be a starter. It's in like this coming up year and fought for the position at least. Uh, so that that kind of shocked me today. Uh, other than that, you know, I don't really have any surprises. Um, you know, I think with all the issues Seth had this this past season, it kind of was written in you know written in in on the wall that he was going to be gone. Um, but you know, I hope that, uh, that everybody that, that goes, they, they, they ball out and, and be great elsewhere because, you know, I, like I said, Wednesday night, everybody picked on and, and has berated Seth, Seth McLaughlin, you know, I'm not going to be that type of guy. I, what happened happened and he made him, he made a lot of mistakes this year, but he's still a human being. So, you know, I, I'm not. I mean, getting the death threats and all that for him—that that's just absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, we need to be better, guys. I mean, there, there's no reason to to go to that point in life that you wish somebody who plays on your favorite football team <clears throat> to die. I mean, yeah. we're just insane. Yeah, that's uh, there's a reason the the short term the 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 short word for fanatical is fan. I mean, it's yeah. You know, that some people take it way overboard, and, you know, it is what it is. But like you said, Seth played the way he played, but he was a good player before this year. Right. Uh, he started a lot of football for Alabama. Wish him nothing but the best. Uh, a class act both on the field and off the field. One of the best dudes you're going to find. So, uh, really wish him the best. Uh, and you see what other teams around the country think of him. I mean, he's going to play at Ohio State. Right. So, the dude can play. Ohio State's not going to take a portal guy that they don't think can play. So, mm-hmm. Seth McLaughlin's a good football player, and and I think he's going to do well at Ohio State. He he got a little bit of the yipsies this year with with yeah. the snapping, and you know it, you can say what you want to about him, but for the most part in his career at Alabama, he's been a good football player, and uh, I, I wish him nothing but the best. But you, when when you talk about surprise guys. Uh, the first name that I think of is Earl Little Jr. That yeah, that really surprised one. me, Jake. Uh, the the fact that I I thought that he with Arnold gone, with with Kool Aid gone, with you know Jalen Key gone, there's a great shot that Earl Little would be starting next year at Alabama, mm-hmm. and and for him to enter the portal, it makes me think there's something else you know besides playing time that was factoring in, and you know he's already committed to Florida State. Uh, you know his his uh, high school coach, which happened to be Patrick Sertan Sr., mm-hmm. is now the defensive bats coach there in Tallahassee. So 
a lot of connections there for, for him in, in Tallahassee. So I you know, wish Earl Little nothing but the best, but it did surprise me a little bit that he uh, that he uh, entered the portal. Uh, I hate to see Jake Pope in the portal as well. Yeah. Because that's another guy who I thought could be at least a rotational player uh, upcoming in 2024. So that, that kind of surprised me a little bit. But for the most part, Jake, none of the portal entries outside of Earl Little really surprised me a ton. And, and I hate to see Earl Little go because I think he's going to be a phenomenal football player. Uh, you mentioned Kendrick Blackshire. Uh, with the fact that the Deontay Lawson came back and, and Jihad mm-hmm. Campbell's going to be back, he wasn't going to start. No. So he's only got one year left of eligibility, so might as well take that his talent somewhere else and see if he can get a starting job. And, and you know, I can see him getting uh, a lot of looks from – you know, I think of teams like Texas Tech or TCU mm-hmm. – uh, he's from the state of Texas, so uh, I could I could see him moving back there and and, and playing and competing with, with one of those top teams. So be interesting to see where Kendrick Blackshire goes because he's a really good football player. Mm-hmm. He played good for Alabama when he had the opportunities. He just got first round dudes in front of him, so yeah, it's just kind of a bad bad luck and bad timing on his part. But he is a good football player. All these guys are good football players, mm-hmm. and the the bad thing to me, look, the transfer portal is good and bad. I mean, it's it's like everything else. There's a lot of unintended consequences. And part of the unintended consequences, Jake, are the fact that guys like like Jake Pope is a prime example of this, Jake. He's a guy that you take, the album took in the 2021 class, a 2022 <laughs> class, excuse me, a guy that you knew it was going to take him two to three years before he was that dude for you. Right. And now all you've done is train him to get him ready to be that dude and now he's going to use that talent somewhere else. And it's just unfortunate, but this it's the time that we're in. There's nothing we can do about it. Just got to live with the with what you get. And I just wonder if it's going to change Coach Saban's recruiting philosophy when it comes to taking these guys that you know are going to be developmental players, and it's going to take them, you know, two to three years before they ever are ready to be a starter on your team. Do you, do you waste the scholarships then? Do you – are, are you more heavy involved in the portal? And so to me, it's, it's your strategy is going to be changing all throughout the, the landscape of college football because of the transfer portal. And then you, you know, you tack on what NIL has become. Uh, it's, it is a crazy world, Jake. You're, you're no, you're the head coach of a, of a major college football program like Alabama. The coaching is like the last of his worries. Right, it is roster management. I mean, mm-hmm. it is that 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 is going to consume 90 percent of your time if you're a head coach now. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of flipped to the NFL script you know, almost. You know, it's it's a free agency per se nowadays, and um, you know it. And the biggest thing is you have to coach during the season. You have to get your players ready for the season. You got practice. They you have to make sure that they're going to class, keeping the grades up. Then you got to make sure that they all get ample amount of playing time to that they and try to keep them on your team when the season ends. So it's it's a lot of management going on, like you said, Stacey, right now. It's incredible. Yeah, I don't know how they. I still think even with Blackshire in the portal, I still think they have about eight more guys on scholarship than what they're supposed to have. So. You know, regardless of how many guys you you portal in or portal out, 85 is still that magic number. And I think with the exit of Blackshire, I still think they're around 93 guys on scholarship at Alabama right now. So (laughs) talk about roster management. He's Coach Saban's still got a lot to to comb through and go through. And, you know, I'm sure there's a way to navigate around those numbers if, if you have to whether it's through NIL or, you know, taking guys off scholarship and, you know, they're only on there through NIL. So it's just crazy what these coaches are having to go through right now. And, you know, I kind it kind of reminds me, I don't know if you caught this or not, and, and if you if you wasn't paying attention, you didn't catch it. But after Auburn got destroyed by Maryland in the bowl game, oh, do you yeah. remember what Coach Free said after the game? Yeah, he, was, he pretty much berated his, his uh, offensive game plan and said his offensive coaches did, didn't, uh, 
you know, game plan real well. He was off recruiting. He he you know? said that yeah. he was not involved with the game plan yeah. up until a day or a couple of days before the game because he was so involved in recruiting. First mm -hmm. of all, I would never admit that if I was a head coach. <laughs> no. I mean, that's like saying, hey, I'm only halfway doing my job. Right, yeah. So, but I think the point he was trying to make is this current schedule that these coaches have to work through with players being able to leave before the season's over is absolutely ridiculous. They've got to do something about this, the calendar of college football, Jake, mm -hmm. because it, it is driving these coaches crazy. And, you know, it's, it's, it, they're ba making it basically impossible for these guys to keep up with, with their rosters and, and manage in the proper way. Yeah, it is. It, it's not fun for sure. You know, I, I'd hate to be a coach right now trying to do all that because it's it's time consuming for sure. Yeah, they 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 brought the early signing period on in December where you know most of these major programs they're done with their classes in December for the most part. But then you got guys transferring out, uh maybe even transferring in between the end of the season and bowl and bowl in the bowl game. There's just way too much going on uh for, for these for these coaches to, to manage and yeah and richard i see they do make 10, $10 million dollars a year i understand that but you know troy's head coach is having to go through the same thing right now and he's not making 10 million dollars a year no <laughs> i mean you it's, got some of the small colleges who's <clears throat> making probably a million right you know, i mean that's, million, so. that's that's what i'm saying like it's mm -hmm. they've got to do something about the schedule because I mean, the NFL – I mean, the NFL coaches make more on average than what these college coaches make, and they ain't got to do this. No, they, they don't. It's, so, there's just – and the problem is there's been so much change at one time. Mm -hmm. That's what's kind of led to this, you know, calendar being the way it is because of all the change that's happened, you know, so quickly over, over the landscape of college football. So, it's just a wild time right now. And the portal is has just it's really transformed the game, Jake. And and if you look at, you know, look at teams like Washington playing tonight in the college football national championship, you know, what they have with Michael Penix as a transfer quarterback, uh, you know, and that's just one example. There's just the portal can be really good. I'm not anti-portal, but I I am 100 percent anti-guys being able to leave between the end of the regular season and bowl season. Mm -hmm. Something has to be. That's like saying, "Hey, you can quit before the year's over." Like I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I also have a problem with players sitting out in their bowl games too. Now I understand there's a lot of money involved. You know, at their at their top talents, I understand that. But I mean, you know, I, my argument is, well, Bryce and Will Anderson both were the number one and number three pits, and they played their bowl games. And I feel like how to combat that is if you're making an NI, if you got NIL money and you set out, well, you lose all that. There ought to be some kind of stipulation where you have to play your your entire schedule, including bowl game, you know, in order for you to get that NIL money. Yeah, Richard made a point about how these guys need to be on contracts. Yeah, and, you know, with with NIL, and I'm sure all this will eventually come. Like we said, the reason it's so chaotic right now is because all this come about at like one time. Right. You know, the portal really become uh, as crazy it is right now at the same time that NIL was mm -hmm. was was really starting to take hold. So, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm with Richard. I, yeah. I, I think if these guys want to make NIL money, if they want to be treated like professionals and make money to play, then they got to play. Right. Period. I mean – Look, I, I just – I I don't believe in quitting. I don't believe in letting your teammates down. I mean, Florida State is the biggest example of this, Jake. Mm -hmm. I mean, my gosh, they didn't like they belong in the same field as Georgia. No. Because they had so many dudes quit on them. Right. They quit, Jake. Mm -hmm. I don't care. You can call it what you want. You can call it opting out. That sounds nice and, and cozy and makes you feel good all inside. But they quit on their teammates, Jake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. and and you know what that did? It it made it humi humiliated their teammates by getting beat by the worst any team has ever gotten beat in a bowl game in right. the history of college football. That's going that's going to sting forever for for Florida State. So I just I, I don't I don't like it. Um, it. It's just it's not right to be able to to quit on your team before the season's over. It's just it's just not. Yeah, and, much, and, oh. and, and and but yeah, we'll get to her in just a sec. Uh, 
people say, well, these coaches, uh, these coaches do, yeah, they're under contracts. They don't, they, they don't get paid their full contract if they, if they leave one school to go to another. That's how that, that's how contracts work. And right. that's what Richard's saying. Put these guys on contracts and they may think twice about quitting on their teammates. Yeah, I agree. And Trina said the portal needs to remain closed until after the natty. I agree with that too, you know. There's no reason for the transfer portal to be open until the season, the college football season, is complete. And that's not complete until the national championship game. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of problems that need to be fixed in college football, and and those are just two of them. Uh, I guess we could go on for a long time about about all that. But but outside of of Earl Little and, uh, you know, you mentioned Kendrick Blackshire – uh, you know, Rodell Williams is in the portal. We talked yeah. about Seth McLaughlin. There's not really anybody else, like I mentioned, that just really surprised me as far as who entered the portal for Alabama. Anybody else stand out to you, Jake, before we move on? Uh, not really. Um, you know, with, with some players coming back, like Tim, Tim Smith, I didn't think good, you know, good one would be able to, to you know, hey, he's a rotational player as well. I didn't, I'm not sure if he could, he could make that next jump and be into, you know, the starting position, uh, starting, uh, Christian Story, may, maybe he might have been fighting for a a spot and you know as a safety, uh, but with you know with all these with a couple guys leaving like Earl Little Jr. and uh, Jake Pope now Christian Story, this opens up an opportunity and we're supposed to get into it about this twenty twenty four class and there's a lot of good guys that uh, that are on the roster now and you know in the secondary, but this is an opportunity for a young guy to make make strides and and make his first career start you know just coming in and freshman program but i have a feeling somebody that's already on on the you know on the squad is going to be there because man they're just so much talent that secondary it's incredible <laughs> no doubt about it and and yeah. that's a good seg- segue into mm-hmm. to these this defensive back class hey caitlin for jake mm-hmm. and uh you know it, it's it's incredible what nick saban and his staff have done for this class of 2024 uh, you look at these signees, Jake, Jalen Mbakwe, Zay Mincy, Zabian Brown, uh, Peyton Woodyard, Jameer Grimsley, uh, just just Red Morgan. You, th- you think about uh, Draker Patrick Jr. Mm-hmm. Jake, this class uh, is incredible. Then you throw in Damani Jackson, the transfer from USC, oh Jake. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my gosh, this defensive back class for Nick Saban in Alabama is extremely loaded. Yeah. And and you got to think that they bring in a guy like Damani Jackson because they think he can help right away a former five-star talent, one of the better players coming out of high school. So, uh, you know, even though you lose guys like Jake Pope and Earl Little, you have to feel good about what you're bringing in uh, in this 2024 class. Yeah, man. You you know where uh, Trey Amos is already back. So we've got one side of the field, you know, locked down because he – you know when he when he played, man, I, I really like his style, how he plays. He just plays a physical brand, and that's what Alabama football is about—physical brand. Now you're bringing uh, Demonte Jackson on on the other side, uh, and I mean, my gosh, you got two lockdown corners, and then you know Malachi coming back—that really helps the back end because he was a signal caller for the back end this year. So having him come back will help. Not only Kayla, you know, Kayla Downs, but but all these younger guys as well who may step up and, and play this year. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I mm-hmm. think the Malachi returning is big mm-hmm. from a from an experience standpoint. Look, mm-hmm. Malachi is what he is. We we've seen what he is. He's a good football player. He's not going to be an elite player, but he's a good football player that you like to have on your team. Uh, but you mentioned Trey Amos. Love what that kid could do. Uh, in his time that he was able to play this year for Alabama, the transfer from Louisiana last year. But with, with the Kool-Aid and Terion gone, your, your corners are gone. Mm-hmm. But you got Trey Amos. You bring mm-hmm. in a guy like Damani Jackson, who's an experienced mm-hmm. FBS power five starter mm-hmm. at USC, former five-star recruit. So you like what you have in him as well. And Caleb Downs, Jake, my goodness. I mean, you could argue he's the best safety in the country as a true freshman. Yeah. He's, he's certainly among the elite in college football. So, despite losing what they're losing, there's a lot to like about the secondary in 2024. Man, it, it's loaded. Like, I keep saying it's loaded because, I mean, it is. You, you got some experience coming back. You got arguably, like you said, the best uh, safety uh, returning and Caleb Downs, and then you bring in a five-star recruit like Damani Jackson 
to help shore up the the other side of the field. So, you know, you got to like how, how it's laid out so far for, for the 2024 class and team uh, secondary-wise next year. Yeah, I really like the Zay Mincy kid that just committed this past weekend from mm-hmm. uh, at the at the All American Bowl. Jake, I like that dude. I think he has a chance to be special. He, you're talking about a guy that's 6'2", you know, 190 pounds, great length, great athleticism, could play corner, could play safety, could play star, could line him up anywhere on the field, and he can be a playmaker. So, mm-hmm. I just really like what he he brings to the table. Uh, you look at the. J- Jalen Mbakwe, Jake, is one of the best athletes in, in high school football this year. A guy who I think probably needs a year of development, you know, to get that, you know, the the, the technical and the technical uh, part of the position down pat. But, Jake, I think once he gets it going, he's going to be an elite player at Alabama. Uh, I really like Xavier Brown, a good a, a guy to me who's – who what I would say is probably already a really good technician – for a high school prospect. So you kind of have a mix of all these type of players that are going to the defensive backfield. And, and Richard brings up a good yeah. point. Des Ricks Golly. is still there. Jalil Hurley is still mm-hmm. there. I, I just – there is so much talent returning in the back end of that defense. And I, I'm just hoping that when Alabama gets beat in games, it's because for some reason their secondary loses their man. Mm-hmm. I just want to see that be better next year, Jake. Yeah. I, I just I get so sick of the lapses in in the back end, Jake. It gets you know, it happened against Michigan like four or five times where mm-hmm. guys running wide open. You know, if yeah. a guy beats you one on one, he beats you. But to not even cover a dude because you can't communicate what you need to communicate, Jake, that's not acceptable at Alabama. No, it's not. It's simply not acceptable at Alabama. So they got a lot to clean up, but I like the pieces they bring back. Tony Mitchell's another guy who I yeah. think is going to be a, a really good football player. So there, there, the, the, there's not a talent, uh, there's not a lack of talent there. So no, I, 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 I'm excited to see what these guys look like in the spring because I think that's going to be a, a heated competition in that back end to see who can play. A guy like Devontae Smith was going to be a starter this fall, most likely, until he gets hurt in the preseason and, and then he doesn't get to play. So I just it's it's crazy, Jake, the amount of talent that is back there and the amount of talent that's that's gonna be be there once the twenty twenty four season is, is rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Tony Mitchell, you know, he saw the field a little bit this year. You know, he he paid his dues. You know, everybody knows what happened to him. He got arrested. You know, he, he was in that saving doghouse for a while. Then Saban started sprinkling him in on, on special teams. I think he had a couple of series with with the defense. So he may be a guy that can step up and take, you know, get get a starting job perhaps, and you know, with Jalen Key going. So, you know, keep an eye on him. Um, and of course, Devontae Smith as well. You, he, he's, you know, could could potentially be a starter this year as well. Yeah, and an important thing to remember, guys, is that even though the there's probably not going to be many more portal guys the next couple of days, there's going to be a handful, but uh, there will be more following the spring semester. Mm-hmm. There'll be there'll be some guys portal out following spring football. Don't be surprised. Don't be caught off guard. It's just the nature of the beast. Nothing to worry about. It's happening everywhere. So, uh, just want to kind of give everybody a, a warning of of what's to come here in a few months because that'll be here before we know it. There'll be, you know, a day will be going on before we know it, and more, and more uh-huh. guys will be portaling out than than uh than than we'd like to think. Yeah, you're right. Richard said he'd like to see Murphy get a shot at middle linebacker. I mean, I would too, but. Who whose spot is he going to take? You know? I ain't taking Lawson out or, or Jihad no. Campbell. I like those. I like those players. Yeah, I do too. But you, you know. saw you saw a three man kind of rotation work you for did. Alabama this year at, at middle linebacker. You know, perhaps that's something they can do moving forward as well because I do think Murphy's a really good player. I, I think he. I think he could be really good for Alabama. I agree. You know, you 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 need depth at Alabama because yeah. They like, oh yeah, yeah. They like to to rotate in and out yeah. and. Well, look, and, and Lawson and Campbell have have shown that they they're prone to some injuries, especially Lawson. He's he's had mm-hmm. a lot of injuries throughout his career. So, yeah, I mean, Sean Murphy better be ready. I, I think he could, you know, there's there's a great possibility he he would be thrown into action because of injury here in 2024. You know, like like the saying goes, you know, it's next man up at Alabama. You got to be mm-hmm. ready when your when your time's called. No doubt about it. Uh. 
Anything else, Richard, that you'd like to hit us with? I want to ask you, uh, what do you think about uh, Daniel Hill? You know, the, the running Oh, back? I love Daniel Hill. Yeah. He's uh, trying to think. Do you remember Jalen Samuels that played at NC State a few years ago? Yeah. I, that's who he reminds me of, a guy that you can play at running back, kind of an H back, you know, maybe mm-hmm. even put him at tight end just because mm-hmm. Jake Daniel Hill has elite pass catching traits for a running mm-hmm. back. Yeah. I mean, elite. He runs I, good routes. He can high point the football. He's got incredibly soft hands to be mm-hmm. six foot, 240 pounds. So I, I just, he, he's a beast, man. He's, yeah. beast I, I don't know how quick he'll get into to the rotation, but Alabama had, had a dude like him to hand the ball to in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Probably since Derrick Henry, I guess. <laughs> you know, but. Yeah, I, I've got it was in their All American game. I forgot who it was, but he drug somebody like five five KJ yards Bold, within the yeah. number one safety in the country. Yeah, I mean, carry, just drug him five yards for the end zone. I was like, my gosh, this dude's got. I mean, he's got power, man. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I really like Daniel Hill. I think he'll be a really really good player for Alabama. Mm-hmm. They'll be able to use him in a multitude of ways. Yeah. Yeah, give him the ball third and one. Yeah, that's it. Should be almost automatic with him. But uh, let me ask you this, Jake: with, with Seth gone, who do you think is going to be the center next year? And with Terrence Ferguson, because yeah. as soon as Seth went into the portal, I thought, well, Terrence Ferguson will move to center. Mm-hmm. He'll probably be the center. And then you know, moments later, Terrence Ferguson enters, enters the portal. <laughs> I know. I and what you know, perhaps one that that Brockmeyer kid. But I mean, yeah, James Brockmeyer. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, there may be a reason why he stayed because I figured he'd be in the portal before Terrence Ferguson would be. So, you know, I I guess it I guess it's his time. We'll see how it goes. But behind him, I'm not sure. You know, last year I guess the the defective all the fact that you know second guy was going to be Darian Dalcourt. He's gone now as well. So, I think it's going to be is it James Brockemeyer? Yeah, James Brockemeyer. Yeah, the other one I think transferred out last year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's at TCU now. Yeah, so. I think it's going to be his time. I'm not sure. I've not seen much of, of him play, so I'm not sure. But, I mean, I, I think he'd do all right. Just snap the ball good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, uh, the, the thing with Brockermeyer, well, first of all, center is the o- offensive line in general is a de- developmental position anyway. Right. But especially center, Jake. That is a, that, there, there's not many freshmen that can come in and play center at this level of college football. So it's a developmental position. And I was fisting to go with that point, Richard. He's a smaller guy. You know, he's under 300 pounds. So, uh, you worry about his the physicality part of the game, especially in the SEC. Is he going to be able to hold up? Uh, I, I, but I do like Brockermeyer, but I also like Rock Montgomery, Jake, mm-hmm. the guy who was a freshman this season. I think there's a chance that he, he and Brockermeyer could compete for that starting center spot. And I will even kind of throw in a wild card, Oleas Allien. I know he's a primarily a guard, but I think he got a few looks here and there throughout the season as a center. So that could be a potentially a name to watch as well. Yeah, you know, uh, at Alabama, you know, Saban likes to likes to work with his offensive line. So yeah, cross train. He likes to cross train him. Right. You know, you have a you got have a guy that may be a great tackle, but <laughs> Saban puts him at guard. And then may kick him out when he's a junior to, to play left, left tackle, right tackle, whatever. So you know there you have an opportunity to get on the field, you know, with Alabama once there's there's places for you to play and openings to, to be had. So center it's going to be interesting to see. I feel like the offensive line, uh, you know, we got Caden Proctor coming back um, and uh, Booker got to find a center. Then you've got. Um, uh, all the Jaden Roberts, Jaden Roberts, yeah, and then right tackle. We got to figure out who right tackle is going to be, too. So, um, there's going to be some competition on the offensive line this year, no doubt about it. Uh, I, it's kind of surprising it took, uh, you know, nearly 30 minutes into the show to, to for this to be brought up, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, DG does bring up a great point. And look, this is going to be, you know, heavily, uh, communicated and talked about all throughout the offseason because uh, it's the quarterback position in Alabama. It's always it's always a, a selling point. It's always something to talk about. And uh, But what you said is true, DG. Mm-hmm. Um, Milrow struggled in that department. We talked about it in our instant reaction show. 
Uh, he he just struggled to see the blitz, uh, and it and it really hurt Alabama's passing game against Michigan. It really did, and I do think the competition is going to help all the guys. I mean, it's that's that's one of the best things about Ty Simpson staying, because to me, at worst, he just makes Jalen better. Right. Worst case scenario, Dylan and Ty and Julian just make Jalen better. Mm-hmm. So, I. I'm not worried about it. I think Alabama's going to be fine at quarterback in 2024, regardless of who it is. Yeah, I agree. And I'm not saying Jalen's not going to be the guy. I'm just saying, you know, with saving, anything can happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I feel like this offseason, this spring, this summer, you know, they're going to work with Jalen with that because we already know what he can do with his legs. We don't need to work on his running. We don't need to work on any of that. It's got to be his passing and his decision-making. And if he works on that, I feel like he can be a great quarterback. He just got to take that next step. And if he can't, then we got Ty, who's got experience as well, that that can step in. And, you know, I think I said it last year, you know, with, whether it be Ty or Jalen Miller, I feel like this team can win. We know we can win with Jalen because he did it. He went through a grueling SEC schedule. Now he's going to add – we're going to add two more, you know, games in the SEC this year and uh, or one. But – but Richard also said, "Don't sleep on Lonegren." I really like Lonegren as well. I've really been in, been impressed with with his arm. I mean, he's he's got an accurate arm for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, the quarterback room is deep and talented at Alabama. Yeah. I think I think the truth is, right now, Alabama has four guys that could start at a lot of places. Right. I, even Julian saying as a freshman, Jake could start at a lot of places. So, I like the quarterback room. I like the way Milrow developed. I really do. I think his post-snap decisions got better as the season went on. Mm-hmm. You saw him not throw it into harm's way near as much as he did early on in the season. But it's the pre-snap stuff. That's that's what he yeah. needs. He's, right. he's He throws the ball accurate enough. He's got plenty of arm talent. We know that. We know what he can do, uh, you know, with his, with his legs. And just the pre-snap stuff, it's the little things with him right now, Jake. The, the little things are keeping Milrow from being an elite player. I'm talking about elite, elite player. He's already really special because of what he can, can do, what he can do with the ball in his hands. Right. But sure. if he can get the little stuff down, Jake, I'm telling you, he, he could be as, as elite as they come. Yeah. Sarah Crane said, we desperately need a good solid center. Take away the bad snap uh, disasters. And, uh, and I believe Jalen will improve drastically. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying there, and I. But to me, it's it's easy to say that, but all that happens post. That's post. All the stuff is post snap. Mm-hmm. To me, what Jalen misses is all the pre snap stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's you know which way to slide the protection so he doesn't have a free rusher coming at him. Yep. You know who's who's his hot read. Uh, knowing to take the check down when the check down yes. is there, and not sitting back there for four or five seconds and then taking a sack. Yeah. Those if if Jalen can improve on those three things, he will be as good as any other quarterback in the country. Yep. I agree. And needs to work on his reads and mid game check down. Yep. He sticks to one wide receiver too long. I agree with that. Yeah. But the seeing what we're talking about, every bit of it's correctable. Right. Every bit of it. Mm-hmm. Blitz and check. Yep. For sure. All right. Um those snaps take away his time to pick his target. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. But he also made a lot of plays from bad snaps too. So, cause, oh yeah, because th- those bad snaps also throw off the timing of the defense as well. Because you know they're they see the ball drop and they're like, hey, what, what, you know they 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 delay as well. So mm-hmm. it, it messes up the timing of the offense for sure. But uh, see, Jalen can't control that. That's not no. that, well. I'm talking about stuff Jalen can control. Jalen yeah. can control the pre-snap stuff. He can't control what happens when the center snaps the ball. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, if if you got a free free rusher that we missed, you know, pre-snap that that's on Jalen. He's got to see that coming, and he's got to pick up disguises because I mean, a lot a lot of teams are going to start disguising blitzes. Michigan did it. I mean, they they sent delayed blitzes all the time, and and would just he did not see it until it's too late. Well, and he missed the easy stuff too, Jake. I mean. Right. When when they load one side, and you, you don't know? you don't slide your protection that way, you're gonna I mean you're gonna get eat up. You're gonna get right. eat alive. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, just uh, just 
little stuff. I mean, but I, I'm proud of the way Jalen played this season. He 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 uh he improved tremendously. Uh, I I don't want to be negative about Jalen one bit or this team for that matter. I mean, it's been a week since mm-hmm. since Alabama dropped the game to Michigan. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I was sad after the game because I wanted to win, but I never once was mad because Jake and I, we talked about it in that instant reaction show. Mm-hmm. Michigan made the plays in the final four minutes and overtime to win the game, and Alabama didn't. Yep, everything else that happened before that didn't matter. Right. But the final four minutes and overtime mattered, mm-hmm. and Michigan got it done, and Alabama didn't, and it's just that simple. Yeah, you're right. I feel like Jalen does have to make that next step, though, to to, yeah. to be the elite quarterback well, that he wants and he, to be. And he's got to he's got to make that next step to hold off the guys that are behind him because mm-hmm. they are elite as well. <laughs> yeah, they are. So it's not just about Jalen getting better so he can be elite. Jalen's got to get better if he wants to hold on to his job. And I know mm-hmm. we don't like talking about stuff like that, but we don't mind. We don't mind. Seth McLaughlin's a prime example. Mm-hmm. We don't mind saying, hey, we need to pull our starting center because he's making bad plays. But anytime somebody brings up, hey, our quarterback's not making good plays, we need to take him out. Oh, no, 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 we can't do that. Right. It's just like all other 21 positions. If you don't do your job and get your job done good, the other guy that's sitting behind you, if he's doing the right stuff, he's going to take over your spot. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. I don't care what position it is. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Not, not only does Jalen – need to get better so he improves himself and becomes the best that he can be. But he better be getting better because these dudes behind him are coming. Yeah. They're coming, Jake. Yep. And I uh, don't even I don't mean that as a knock at Jalen. I'm just saying if he wants to hold on to that job, he needs to keep growing. Yeah. And I think he can. I believe he can. I do too. Look at Sarah. Sarah says she's been around since the days of Bear Bryant. So she got to see the two greatest college football coaches. Ain't that crazy? That is awesome, Sarah. You know. I love seeing, you know, I've seen videos and stuff with Coach Bryant and some of the games, but I would love to experience that because, I mean, I'm sure it was like anything, unlike anything that's that's been out there since Saban come in. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, DG man. said Will Will Rocket and Burnett were ready going. Golly, they carried they carried Alabama in that game. <laughs> I mean, when Burnett got ran through and didn't get a no call, he did that. To heart, man. He's like he was like that Michael Jordan little short. I took and I took that personal. Yeah, I took that personally. Yeah, he did. I'm like, where's the flag at? I, I could not understand why why that flag was not called there. But but yeah, he, you know, he he got. I think he messed up his leg a little bit, but it didn't it didn't affect him on any other punts. I think he had like ten in that game because we couldn't do anything on offense. Hey, uh, by the way, I'm getting some breaking news that Kevin Steele is retiring. Really? Alabama defensive coordinator Kevin Steele is retiring. So, T-Rob, the next def- defense coordinator, perhaps? Maybe. Maybe. Wow. Are this I don't know that we've ever had this kind of breaking news on a live show before, Jake. No, I don't think we have either. All right, so, Jake, instant reaction to Kevin Steele retiring. <laughs> wow. Um, thank you, Kevin, for, for what you did. You, you helped change the um, – Sorry, my, my puppy got up. But I was like, I hear something behind me. I'm at home by myself. I'll explain later. But uh, anyway, um, but yeah, Kevin Steele, he brought the the old mentality back in Alabama. He um, Something that I felt like we didn't have under Pete Golden. He he brought the physicality back. Um, you know, you you didn't see any – I don't, I don't remember at all this year. It might have happened maybe one or two times of a, of a offside penalty against Alabama this year. So the discipline, he instilled that again on the defense side of the ball. So this next guy, I hope he can, you know, whoever it is, maybe it's maybe it's T Rob. I really like T Rob. He's a great recruiter. And, and what he did in the secondary this year, uh he, he's done great as well in the corners. So um, but whoever it is, they've got to have that that mindset, the physicality, the discipline that Kevin still brought back. <laughs> Kalen, don't lie. I know you want PG to come back next year. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, this, to me, that's that's all I that, that's all, all right. I want to say about Kevin Steele. Yeah. They they had that edge that they had not had under Pete Golden. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's the mentality standpoint. I think just off the cuff, I'm with you. I think I'd hire. I, I think T. Rob gets the promotion to DC. Mm-hmm. But you know, saving my gosh, he he's known this is coming. 
Yeah. And he's, uh, he's already got a plan. Yeah. I love, already, right I love that. I love that right there. <laughs> oh man! Just it's, letting the players go out there and play, <laughs> right? Yeah, hey, I'll get this guy. You get that guy. <laughs> right? Yeah, Jeremy Pruitt. I I think he still got a show. Did he get a slow show clause? This yeah, you know? it's it's gonna be a while before he can coach again, I believe. But he can come on as an analyst, though. Correct? Yes, correct, correct. I think. So I mean, and, and I think I know a few years ago we had Charlie Strong as an analyst. I'm not sure if he's still there or not, but uh, yeah, he's still he's still with the team. I mean, I don't know about about Charlie Strong, but keeping him as an analyst, I, I, I'm fine with that. If he wants to stay, unless he gets a defense coordinator job somewhere else, I'm fine with that. Uh, but bringing on Jeremy Pruitt as a as an analyst, I would love that this going year for sure. And then you know, let him get acclimated, and then in a few years when that slow show clause ends, let him be the defense coordinator. Yeah, this is going to be interesting, Jake. Uh, crazy. Uh. Crazy that uh crazy development. <laughs> yeah. Uh but like we said, it didn't catch Jalen or didn't catch uh Coach Saban off guard. I'm sure this was yeah. something discussed, you know, even when he before he even come on as DC is oh, yeah, for sure potentially being uh a one year type thing for Kevin Steele. So very interesting news. And of course we'll be here to to talk about that, you know, leading up to a new hire. Um you want to answer Sam right there, Stacey? Let's see what he says here. You sure are sounding like you're trying to take a knock at him. No, none of these guys are perfect. Jalen has proven that he had gotten better. Yeah, and, I mean, Sam, I mean, I appreciate you commenting, but since when has it become – have you ever heard of the word constructive criticism? Right. I mean, did, did your parents ever correct you on anything? Did that mean they didn't like you? <laughs> right. I mean, wh wh where have we come to as a point in our culture where you can't even give any type of constructive criticism on somebody? Where if you say one negative thing about somebody, you you don't like them and you're 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 knocking them. It's an observation. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that Jalen Milrow struggled reading defenses pre-snap. It also doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that he improved dramatically throughout the season, mm -hmm. and he's a heck of a football player. But two things can be true at one time. Jalen Milrow yeah. is a great football player, and Jalen Milrow can improve. Both of those yeah. things are true, and yeah. neither one of them are saying – when I say Jalen Milrow is a good football player, it's it's not saying, oh, he doesn't have anything to improve on. Just like saying there's stuff he needs to work on doesn't mean I think he's the worst player of all time. It's 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 nonstop with some of these – I mean, yeah. it, they're, we're fans. Right. We want Alabama to be good. We want them to be the best they can be. Stay. I don't know if anybody caught our our instant reaction show uh, from from the from the uh, the game the other day, but Stacy made made a clear point, and he's one hundred percent correct. We love Jalen Milrow, but we love Alabama more. So if Jalen Milrow can't make that next step and get us to the national championship game, then we need to get somebody else at quarterback to do that. That's the standard. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's the standard. Look, I'm not knocking Jalen. I think yeah. he can do it. But I wouldn't be sitting here being honest if I didn't say that I thought he had stuff to improve on. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I love Jalen. I love Jalen. I, 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 I want him to stay. I hope I want him to be better. I want him to be the best player he could possibly be. Mm -hmm. but, that, but I'm not going to sit here and act like he's a perfect player. No. Just like I'm not going to sit in that like uh, Caleb Downs is a perfect player. Mm -hmm. Dude made some mistakes. Dude's got a lot of growing to do. Just right. because he's really good doesn't mean he can't improve. Right. And when, I you mean, play, and when you play quarterback at Alabama, guess what? You're going to be under the microscope. Yeah, you're right. You think you think Tom Brady didn't improve each and every year that he played in the and you know the NFL to get better? I mean, to win those win those Super Bowls, he improved himself each and every year. You know, he had to. So, anyone else that is like you, Jalen, should not even apply the criticism unreal. I don't even I don't even know what that sentence means. <laughs> I know. Richard, I agree with you. I think Jalen knows he's got to get better. Well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, everybody, everybody knows that. <laughs> they really don't want you here, buddy. That's not what we're saying. I love Jalen Milrow. I mean, I'm see, and that. this this is the type of stuff where you get to talk and 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 
just because you criticize a guy means you don't want him on on the team. That that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Guess it what? Pop- I, I, I I criticize Will Rockard every time I missed a kick, but that didn't mean I didn't want him wearing the crimson and white. Right, exactly. And I'm not expecting perfection by any of these guys, but but it does it it doesn't mean you don't like a guy if you criticize him. Right. Just like it, when your parents criticized you growing up or got on to you or whatever they did, however they disciplined you, it didn't mean they didn't like you or they didn't love you. It means they want you to become the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. That's all it is. We know he can get better, and I know he knows he can get better. Well, I just – it's it's frustrating when people try to put words in other people's mouths. Right. That's the frustrating part. Yeah, we're not knocking anybody. We're like they said, just just constructive criticism. Yeah. And we can yeah. give it to everybody. I mean, look at Caden Proctor. Caden Proctor was horrible just, you know, his first four games and, and everybody was on him. You know, get get him out, put put somebody else in. But he he improved. He got his he got his footwork a little bit better, and in SEC play, he got a lot better, and didn't give up near near the sats. He started reading where you know where the blitz is coming from on his side. He started reading better where where whose guy his was. So you know it's just it's just you know I, I really like Caden Pride. I think he's going to be a great great talent. Do I want him off the team. No, you know <laughs> same way with Jalen Milrow. I, I want Jalen. I want these guys to succeed. You know, but some just don't want to stop. I hear you. I hear you, Sam. I and I, I appreciate you defending the players. I really do. But yeah, I understand. I, I think it's being unfair to the fans who want to criticize to act like they're the, somehow the bad guy and they don't want Jalen on the team or whoever on the team just because they're criticized. Yeah, the team would not have made it that far without him. Yeah, and, and well, yeah, I agree. You're right. I agree. I mean, there there was once a, once again two things can be true. Right. Alabama would not have been where they were at without Jalen Milrow. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Jalen Milrow can get better at reading defenses pre-snap. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. I mean, honestly, he carried us in the LSU game this year. I mean, he he showed up and showed out in that game. And and I'll say this, I think after the Texas game and before, I think he had one against Michigan. I may be wrong on that, but but in between the 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 Texas game and then that SEC slate, he only threw one interception, I think, that that entire you know, the rest of the season. So I mean, he he improved drastically. His his pre-stab stuff was what we're talking about. It's got to get a little bit better. Sam says, I can understand the criticism, but it's very continuous. Yeah, because he's the quarterback at Alabama. I mean, that's just – it comes with the territory, bro. I mean, like, right. I just uh, – I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you on that. I mean, that's just part of it. I mean, I mean it, it's like it's like, it's like like being the president of the United States. I don't care who you are. You're going to get criticized. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll say this. I, I love Tua when he was here, but, I mean, I, I've been on that radio That dude took saying, way too many sacks. He didn't know how to throw yeah. away the football, and it cost him a broke hip. Yeah, I was gonna say he's made of glass. I was, I've said that. I said he's made of glass because he got he gets hurt way too much, and he he didn't throw the ball away like he needed to. So uh, I'm, you know, I think I've seen people talk about Bryce Young not, you know, not being at times. So you know, it's just comes with the territory, like they said. I mean, you're the yeah, quarterback at Alabama, Tide. The the yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> pretty much the greatest one of the greatest, you know football programs of all time and yeah you're you got a microscope and, and it's very very small yeah and there's look you got to remember from sam i don't know if you're from the state of alabama the state of alabama is made of of nothing but college football fans i mean right. there's no pro teams here it's alabama and auburn and that's yeah. it yeah i mean the alabama quarterback is held to a different standard than anybody else in this state fair mm-hmm. or unfair right but it comes with the territory. You want to be the starting quarterback at Alabama, mm-hmm. then you have to live with all the consequences that that, that entails. Exactly. Yeah, Rich said, go back and look at the conversations when Hurts was here. I mean, there's a lot of people that didn't, 
you know. Well, and and Sam, I, I think I, I I get where you, what you say with that, but look, it's easy to criticize a play that doesn't work. It's that that's that anybody can criticize a play that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, but how well did the players execute? That's what I want to know. Yeah. I mean, the 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 to me the final play is, encompasses all that. Mm-hmm. You have the bad snap. Uh, Milro rushes it because he had to had to fill the snap really low. Mm-hmm. J.C. Latham gets blown up, but all Milro has to do is follow Jaden Roberts, the pulling guard, and he walks in for a touchdown. But the bad snap threw the timing off, so mm-hmm. it wasn't the play call. No, because the play was there. Yep. It was the execution of the play. Mm-hmm. So I I the, you can't look Tommy was Tommy Reese perfect? Of course not. Does Tommy Reese no. have to improve? Of course he does. Yes. But I'm telling you, especially in college football, it comes down to player execution more times than not. Yeah. I I, I disagree completely. His play calling is not trash. No, there's some good plays that he's called this year. It's a lot better than, you know, there was some creativity. Bill O'Brien didn't have any kind of creativity. Yeah. I, I, but, I, really, I mean, that's, that's an opinion thing. I mean, that, you're yeah. more than welcome to have that opinion. I, I, don't, right. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's perfect, but um, I, I do think he's a pretty good coordinator. I mean, like you said, says, he's like 31, 32 years yeah, old. He's, so yeah, yeah. He's, he's young. And he's like a, a he's like a freshman offensive coordinator, basically. <laughs> yeah, and this is his first experience this year playing in the SEC, which is the toughest conference in America. So, you know, there was some that wasn't great and and maybe a little bit too conservative. But I think he's he's going to learn next year and get better with that. Well, and um, excuse me, you have to remember that, and and Reese said this in the preseason. This is not his offense. This is Coach Saban's offense. He had mm-hmm. to come in and learn the Alabama offense. Mm-hmm. And while he's trying to learn this Alabama offense, there's a quarterback competi- competition between Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson, and Tyler Butner going on. So he had his hands full Yeah, as a 31-yard offensive coordinator. And I thought once Jalen became the guy, Reese started implementing more of what Jalen was comfortable with and we saw the offense continue to improve week by week as the season went on. Right. And uh, so was he perfect? Not at all. Does he have a lot to improve on? Absolutely. But I think he I think he has the makings of being a really good offensive coordinator. I agree. Yeah, Sarah said, you people not think that Coach Saban does not criticize the players? I guarantee he does. He, don't, he doesn't publicly, but he would – I mean – because he he's going to take the blame, you know, yeah. you know, in, in the public eye. But we don't know what's said in that locker room at halftime, though. <laughs> no, absolutely no. not. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I agree. Here, I, I agree with that, Sam. But mm-hmm. there's not there not everybody's a Lane Kiffin. No, there's Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, and then there's everybody <laughs> I mean, else, there, pretty much. There, that's the. I mean, mm-hmm. like as far as offensive ingenuity. Mm-hmm. There's Steve Sarkeesian and Lane Kiffin. Right. Yeah, DG said, good thing there was no internet in the late 90s when, <laughs> until Saban got here. Golly. There would have been a serious meltdown Ima- with um, those quarterbacks. Imagine yeah. having a having a podcast when Spencer Pennington was the quarterback for Alabama. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't imagine. That's And Spencer, if you happen to be watching or listening, I'm sorry. I don't mean nothing by that. You were just the first name that came yeah. to my mind. Yeah. I mean, I remember being critical of Brody Crow when he took like eight sacks against Auburn that game. I'm like, come <laughs> on, man. Uh, now, look, it's easy to be critical, you know, sitting at home. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And I, I do appreciate Sam wanting to defend the players. Right. I, I, I appreciate that. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think it's important to remember that these – that, you know, there's nothing wrong with constructive criticism. We no. don't We don't mean anything – out of animosity, we wish nothing but the best for every single player on Alabama's football team. Right. And the reason why we don't wish nothing but the best for every single player on Alabama's football team is because we wish nothing but the best for Alabama football. So right. 
con- constructive criticism is fine. You know, I am thankful for what Milrow did. No doubt yeah. about it. And Sam, if you want to go back and, and watch some of these uh, these other podcasts, I mean, I think before the season started, when we did our little preview show, we talked about how the guys on the defensive line, like Tim Smith, who who needed to have a great year because, I mean, he's been kind of in, you know, just mid, as I call it, you know, at his time in Alabama. And he made a good step this year. And now he's coming back, so he needs to take that next step this year and being an elite defensive lineman for us. Uh, same way, you know, Justin Aborgby, he, he – uh, I know he had a serious neck injury last year, but, you know, he was – he started getting better as the season progressed, and, and he was really good this year. But we've been critical of the coaches. Like, we talked about how this needed to be a make-or-break year for uh, for Freddie Roach, and I think he he saved his job this year about how I the agree. defense – by the defensive line played. So he's going to get another opportunity with, with some, you know, he's still going to have really good talent, mm-hmm. you know, defensive line. So he needs, he needs to, they need to be playing it hard this year again. No doubt about it. all great points, Jake. And mm-hmm. real quick, look, we're at 55 minutes in. Uh, yeah. We're going to wrap it up here in a few minutes, but uh, before we uh, do that, Bama hoops, Jake is back in action, SEC action. I should say, they play. They open the SEC play on Saturday with a win at Vanderbilt. They play at home against South Carolina on Tuesday night. So make sure you guys tune in that. Nate Oates has his team. Don't let the record fool you. This is right. still a really good basketball team who I think is going to get better as the season progresses and they they kind of gel. Ten, ten new players on this team and all new coaching staff uh, playing perhaps the toughest non conference schedule in all of college basketball. Sitting at what nine and five now? Nine and five. Yeah. Uh, get 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 the road win against Vanderbilt on Saturday, and now have a chance to get a home win on Tuesday night against South Carolina. So, uh, big things coming up for Bama hoops. Cannot wait to kind of see how this team progresses throughout the SEC season. Yeah, and like you said, Stacey, I would love to. I think there's like four tough games back to back to back to back. I would love to to grab at least one of those wins. But even with those losses, uh, Joe Joe Lung. Uh, Lungenbill, whatever his name is. He, he, <laughs> Lenardi. <laughs> Lenardi. Joe Lenardi. He still has us like eight uh, as an eight seed, which I've seen a lot of people say that would kind of be like a like like a losing season per per se for Alabama because that standard has gotten up there for basketball. But but this team is still young, and that's what Nate Oates has done since his time in Alabama. He plays a tough non, non-conference schedule to get ready for SEC play and get this team ready for tournament play. So – uh, I've, I think they're going to be really, really good. And SEC is loaded this year. I mean, there's looks like Tennessee is going to be the team to beat. They look really, really good. Uh, I know they just drubbed Ole Miss, but at that time, Ole Miss had an undefeated uh, record. Uh, Georgia looks like they're playing really well right now with their new coach. Uh, South Carolina, I think they've only had like three losses. So I think one. They may only have, have one. So, I mean, SEC has taken a turn, has gotten really, really good. Kentucky, of course, is Kentucky. Auburn is is been is really good this year, so it's going to be tough. But this is what this team's built on is is a tough tournament play and tough SEC play. So they're going to be fine. They're they're, they're going to roll through the SEC. They probably may end up maybe with five six losses, you know, maybe uh, seven. But it's still going to be top four, top five, I think, in the SEC. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. I think I think when it's all said and done, they'll be one of the top five teams in the league. And if you're one of the top five teams in the SEC, especially right now in basketball, you're one of the better teams in the country. So, like what Nate Oates is doing, this team is elite offensively. They still got some work to do on the defensive end of the floor. Right. They're really missing that anchor down low, that Charles Bediaco playing that drop coverage position. They don't really have that this year, but they're getting there. They're get, I think they're getting better defensively, but they still got some work to do. But I, I, I'm with you, Jake. Once, once the 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 SEC season's over with, and you're getting the SEC tournament, the NCAA tournament. Alabama is going to be, you know, right up there among some of the better teams in the country. I agree, Stacey. I'm excited. Uh, Nados has done great things with, with Alabama basketball. Hope he continues. You know, he'd come out a few weeks ago and said his family loves uh, Tuscaloosa. So the biggest thing now is is we we just gave him an extension. We got to get that arena built for him. Uh, we got to keep him here for a long time because he's going to change. He's already changed his program, but he's going to yeah. get us. To two levels we've never been with with uh, basketball, so we we got to keep them happy. No doubt about it. All right, guys. Hey, been a lot of fun to uh, interact with you here on the live show on this Monday night. Uh, national championship game coming up here in a little bit between Michigan and Washington. Real quick, Jake, who you got? Going Washington. Washington. Okay. 
You know, I was I was one of the few people who picked Washington to beat Texas. Right. But I, I think Michigan's gonna win. I just I think Michigan's gonna win. I, I think it's gonna be 28-24 Michigan. I'm gonna say 31 20 24 Washington. So and uh real quick before we go, Stacy, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure, just give you guys a heads up. I'm not sure when we're gonna be able to get on and do this again. Uh Wednesday. My baby's going to be born, so I'm going to be kind of out of pocket for, I don't know, for several months. But we'll, we'll try to come <laughs> in, in for, for you guys. Uh, we got a lot to, to preview for next season and all that. And we got Bama Hoops to talk about. So, uh, but yeah, uh, everything's going well with, with mom and the baby. She's in she's in Birmingham, so I've been having to travel back and forth. Um, but, uh, but everything's well. We're going to uh, have us a baby girl uh, on Wednesday. So, you know, if you're the praying type, please pray for that and keep us in your thoughts and prayers for sure. Awesome. Yep. Best of luck to you and Cassidy Jake on Wednesday. Uh, congratulations uh, from Richard. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Been a lot of fun to interact with you guys. Uh, yeah. If you didn't, if you're not already, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube. Also, find us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us that five star written review. That really helps helps us out there on the podcast platform as well. Uh, been a lot of fun. Uh, Cannot wait to be back on here again real soon. But until then, guys, roll tide. Roll tide.